If you would please stand as we <clears throat> proclaim the word of God together this morning. We'll be reading from Hebrews 12, verse 25. See that you do not refuse him who speaks. For if they do not say who refused him who spoke on earth, much more shall we not escape who turn away him who speaks from heaven. If you would please bow your heads and close your eyes. Heavenly Father, Lord, I just thank you for your presence here today. Your sweet, sweet spirit. I thank you, Jesus. I praise you, God, that in your presence you are restoring your restoration, God. Father God, Lord, as we hear the word, Father God, brought forth today, Lord, I just thank you as it's Pastor Appreciation Day. I honor my pastor. I give honor to my pastor, my husband. But I honor you, God. Yes. That his life is connected to you. Yes. That he hears from you. That you guide him and direct him. And Father, I give you all the glory and honor and praise, Father God, today. Lord, I thank you, Father, for this calling. I thank you, Father, for that what is going to happen today, Father, that we're as we hear us say spiritual ears are open, spiritual eyes are open, and our heart receives the word today, Father God. Lord, that each time we grow closer to you, Father, that we walk out and evangelize, Father. We preach your good news, the gospel to many. The Father, have your way. I thank you for what you're already doing and the stirring in each and every one of our spirits here today. Yes. The stirring up, Father, that's occurring. We thank you, Holy Spirit. I thank you for those online with us joining us. I thank you, Father God, for everyone here. But today is a day of change. Yes. You came in one way. You started the live yes. broadcast one way. But by the end, you're going to be changed. And you may yes. be changed now in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Yes. I claim that and I say it so in the name of Jesus. And we all say amen. 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 Please, if you would, be seated. I, I greatly appreciate the, the honor um, I, I do I actually have uh, an individual that uh, is, is with us in the follows us in the ministry from up near Dallas send me something about honoring and she goes I honor you as my leader and, and you know we did a Leslie and I did a funeral on Tuesday we were there to honor the man's life but as I told them uh, as I gave the message and I spoke to uh, people that were hurt, not only because of the passing, but because of hurts between this side of the row and that side of the row. If we're going to honor, there's only one way to honor. That's for each one of us to commit to a more intimate, close relationship with Jesus. Amen. And I appreciate it. Thank you very much. You know, slaps on the back, Facebook tags. I love that. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. But if it goes without change, it's not honoring me. Just let you know straight up. I, I, 
appreciate it. <clears throat> but what I want for you is to have a more intimate, intense, intimate love relationship with Him. I want you, each and every one of you, to, when somebody sees me, and like, that guy, y'all go to church together? Yeah. What happened to that guy? Let me tell you about my Jesus. That's, right. That's how we honor one another. It's through our relationship with Christ Jesus. This morning we are going to talk to, about ministering to God by proper praise and worship. <clears throat> I mentioned about, I don't know, two or three weeks ago that the Holy Spirit was really putting on me to, to go into a message about pro proper worship. Uh, then my, my precious brother handed me a, a, a pamphlet the other day about worship, and I started reading it, and it's like started talking about everybody going to church, and I'm like, and I looked at the copyright date, it was 2005, I'm like, man, this guy lives somewhere that I don't know, and then I realized it was taking excerpt from a book from 1877, when everybody was going to church, Come on. but they were still having issues with proper worship, proper worship in that time. I want to ask you a question before I get started. I want to. I want to, you to. Has anybody heard of these people? Chris Tomlin. You can say yes if you heard her. Chris yes. Tomlin. Mm -hmm. Yes. Amy Grant. Yes. Toby Mac. Yes. Tasha Cobbs Leonard. Yes. Warren Wells. Yes. Jeremy Kemp. Yes. Hillsong. Yes. We the Kingdom. Yes. Ty Tribbett. Yes. Crowder. Yes. Carrie Joe. Yes. Now, have you heard of these people? Bad Bunny? Yes. Drake? Yes. Eminem? Yes. Jay-Z? Yes. Kendrick Lamar? Yes. Lil Wayne? Yes. Nicki Minaj? Yes. Slipknot? Yes. Justin Bieber? Yes. And Billy Eilish? Yes. You know what they have in common? The same record company produces their records. The same people produce both of their musics. The same producers are in there mixing their music. The same equipment is processing the music. The same companies are distributing it to make it most effective for the company to make the most money. They don't care what the genre is. Come on. They just care about getting it out there. And I'm going to tell you, if you look into any one of these lives, I can tell you they've compromised themselves to get in this particular record company. It's, it is uh, Universal, by the way, is the is the record company that produces all of these people. They've done, they've compromised themselves, they've compromised their sexuality, they've compromised the way they dress, they've compromised the way they talk. I know, and she's not on here, but everybody knows who Lauren Daigle is, right? Yes. Ask Lauren Daigle if, if she thinks homosexuality is a sin. And she goes, well, no, I have friends that are, that are homosexual. I don't think it's a sin. Ask Lecree the same thing. He will tell you, no, that is not a sin because my brother is a homosexual and I love him. Now, I'm not saying don't listen to these people. I'm not saying you need to, oh, my gosh, I'm going to get on Facebook and blow these people up. No, I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is we need to be more aware of what we are using to get into God's presence. Come on. And I'm going to ask you a question. If we're going to minister to God, and that is to serve Him correctly, as the scripture that we read just a moment ago together, before we even started praise and worship, if we're going to minister to Him in a way that is pleasing to Him, I personally am not going to do it with this kind of music. 
We've read all of these on the back. I'm not going to read them again, but all of these on the back, and only one of them includes music, zamar, and that is where it is occasionally accompanied with voice. When I, when I am praising and worshiping here, I will sing along sometimes, but most of the time I'm singing in the Spirit. I'm allowing the Holy Spirit. Why? I don't know if someone here, someone at line, someone online, someone on the other side of the planet needs a proper prayer that I don't know about. Come on. But I know one who does. Yes. And if I can't get into my proper place of worship, if I can't get into his presence where I need to be, if I'm not acceptable when I get there, how do I know that that prayer is getting answered on the other side of the planet? I'm going to minister to my Father by proper praise Come on. and worship. Our God is, consumes all. We all know that scripture, right? Let's turn to Hebrews 12, 25 through 29. turning there, I'm going to use this opportunity as the Holy Spirit brought it to my, to my mind. Generally speaking, online, we have the uh, largest amount of viewers at the very beginning. It's first notification they get, first phone call they get, we can worship at home where you don't even stay on the message for more than five minutes. So I'm going to use this opportunity right now. On the 29th, at our home, we have fellowship, family fellowship, right? Everybody is invited. We have people coming from Dallas, all the way from Houston, all the way from the other side of San Antonio, and all places from the coast in between. What are we doing on that day? We're getting together. We're fellowshipping. Come on. But the next thing we're doing is we have a metal 55-gallon drum. What is that for? I'm saying this now before I lose any of the viewership that's out there and they think we're crazy. I'm letting them, I'm, I'm giving them a little bit, you know, like those, 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 those uh, videos where they're cooking and it takes them 45 minutes to cook something for five minutes and they, they keep drawing people and keeping them in. Well, I just like go all the way to the end. Here it is, guys. Why is that burn barrel there? Anything in your home that is not, does not belong there. And some of you know there's things in your home you do not belong. We are going to burn those things on that day. I know something was spoken to Leslie this morning. Something was spoken to me as well. I have an inclination to get rid of them right now, but I want to make sure everybody knows that I want to participate in these things. What do these things include? And I know you didn't bring your list, but these things include video games. These things include books, especially those self-help books that regurgitate this and give man credit rather than God credit. Come on. I'm going to talk about music. I'm going to talk about movies. I'm going to talk about anything that's in your home. We were doing a deliverance a few weeks ago, and this woman, she gets up when we were talking to her about witchcraft. She goes and gets her sage and brings it over there. She goes and gets her witchcraft books. She goes, these two? Yes, ma'am, those two. What about this Koran? We better burn that Koran. She sent us a picture the next day of a beautiful, beautiful bonfire. Beautiful bonfire. And that's what we're going to be doing on the 29th. Now, guys, you can go about your business. Hebrews 12, 25 through 29. Amen. Amen. There. Ashley, Leslie asked me, are, are you going to be teaching this morning or preaching this morning? Uh, I'm going to do a little bit of both. Come on. Let's Amen. go. 
See that you do not refuse him who speaks. For if they did not escape, who refused him who spoke on earth? Who is that? That's Jesus, right? Who is that? Jesus. Okay. Much more shall we not escape if we turn away from him who speaks from heaven. Now he's there now, right? Whose voice then shook the earth. But now he has promised, saying, Yet once more I shake not only the earth, but also the heaven. Before I finish reading the rest of that scripture, I'm going to read Haggai 2, 6 through 7. Uh, if you want to put a finger in there and turn, you're more than welcome to. Make a note. I'm going to read Haggai 2, 6 through 7, because this is the reference scripture that the writer of Hebrew is using. For thus says the Lord of hosts, once more, it is a little while I will shake heaven and earth, the sea and dry land, and I will shake all nations, and they shall come to the desire of all nations, and I will fill this temple with glory, says the Lord of hosts. Desire is capitalized in that particular version that I'm reading from the New King James. If that desire is capitalized, who is that? Jesus. 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 If desire is capitalized in this particular scripture, who is that? Jesus. Jesus. Why is he shaking things before we get back to Hebrews? Why is he shaking things up? Because he's removing things. Now here it just talks about heaven and earth. Here it talks about the sea and dry land. I will shake all nations and they shall come to the desire of the nations. Guys, we are in a time where things are getting shaken up, aren't we? Yes. Everything is shaking around us. And it's going to get much worse. He wants to remove the chaff from the wheat. He wants to remove the tares from the wheat. Come on. He wants to find out who's been using their minus and who's been wasting their minus. Come on. He's removing those things. Why? Because all nations will come. He's talking about the end times. He's talking about the shaking that's happening before Christ gets here, when he gets here, and afterwards all nations that are left behind and left after that point will find the desire of all nations right there, our King of kings and Lord of lords. Amen. So let's go back to Hebrews. Amen. Now you'll understand why he says this in verse 27. Now this... Yet once more, in quotations, indicates the removal of those things that are being shaken. Mm. Confirmation, what I just said, right? Come on. As of things that are made, that the things that cannot be shaken may remain. There's going to be some shaking. And some are going to get lost in that shaking. Why do you think we continue to preach the messages that we do? Why do you think we continue to teach the things that we that we are trying to build you up for the shaking? Now, I'm going to tell you something, and you've seen those videos where uh, they're at the amusement park and that thing's rolling, right? And the, and the one woman, she's a little large, she's too old to be on that ride altogether, and she goes up to that thing, and as soon as she hits that ground, she her feet go up, her head go down, all of her friends over there laugh, Oh, that's so funny. Guys, it's not going to be funny when you're the one that gets shaken out. 
It's not going to be funny at all when that shaking happens and you don't have the foundation. I'm going to tell you what. The ground doesn't shake on the firm foundation. The ground shakes on the things that you didn't dig down deep enough to get out and make yourself part of that rock, that Petras that he built his church on. Some of us got some stuff. We can smell it in our house. We can smell it in our lives. But we're like, we're looking around. God, what is it? Look below your feet and what you're standing on. Is it on the firm foundation? Or is it on the things of this world? Come on. And then he goes on to say, Therefore, Therefore, since, Since we are receiving a kingdom, which cannot be shaken, let us have grace by which we may serve God acceptably with reverence and godly fear. Now it makes a whole lot more sense when we read that last scripture, doesn't it? Except it just being on a t-shirt, right? Come on. My God's a consuming fire. Consume that person. No, he's talking about consuming us. Yes. Right? Have everybody seen that t-shirt? I have one. Come on. It says consumed, and then it has it underneath there. But you understand it says consumed. It doesn't say let that person be consumed. I want my enemies consumed. You need something inside of you consumed. That's why God is a consuming fire. Yes. That's why you need to let him shake some of these things out of you so you will be on the firm foundation. Yes, God. Amen. This is proper worship. Amen. This is proper reverence. This is proper godly fear and all. And it says by which we, excuse me, midway through, let us have grace. I, I don't know what the grace doctrine people think about this particular scripture, but let me tell you what this means. What does grace do? Grace gives us the strength to come against temptation, not walk into temptation and be covered by something. You better come on. Because if I use grace to go out there and do what I want to do, talk the way I want to talk, hang out with whoever I want to hang out with, smoke what I want to smoke, drink what I want to drink, put in my veins what I want to do, pop the pills that I want to do, Come talk on. about people behind their backs, do the trash talking that so many people do. Come if I'm using grace for that, I am what? I'm trampling. I am on top of grace, and I'm just stepping on it. We're going to turn to Hebrews 10, 26-31 where it says we grieve the spirit of grace. Grace is for a purpose. It gets us saved, praise God. You, grace is unmerited. It's free for each and every one of us. And we were, a lot of us accepted that free gift, right? We were born again. But I'm going to tell you right now, some of us just aren't saved. What? I grew up with a completely different doctrine. You grew up with a lie. Because you have to work out your own salvation. You have to strive through the narrow path. Come on. And I'm like, this has nothing to do with worship. If you think that, you need to go back and watch this video from the beginning. Because I'm telling you right now, if you can't do these things, you can't worship Him properly. Come on. Amen. We have to understand when it says to serve by which we may serve God acceptably with reverence and godly fear. It's not by compulsion. What does that word mean? He does not force it on us. He doesn't say you have to do this. It says this is what's going to happen if you don't do it, and this is what's going to happen if you do do it. That's right. I want to be on the do-do-it train and not the don't-do-it train. Come on. Because I'm going to know right now when this train ends up. Come on. 
And I know where this train ends up. That's it. Come on. I'm going to be his servant. I'm going to be his bond servant. And I'm going to, And I know that people don't like this. I'm his slave. Come it on. all translates to the same thing. I'm his willing slave. When he says jump, I don't say why. I say how high. Amen. That's what we need to be. That's proper worship of a God who deserves it. Mm. Worshiping in spirit and truth. Let's turn to John 4. John 4, John 4, Amen. 23 through 24. Turn to your neighbor and say, you're going to learn today. You're going to learn today. Here's Jesus speaking. But the hour is coming. And now is when the true worshipers, that means there can be false worshipers, doesn't it? Ah. If there are true worshipers, that means there's always a polar opposite, which is come a false on. worshiper. Mm, Man, come on. That's good. When the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. For the Father is what? Go ahead and say it. It's right there in front of you. And the Father is what? Seeking such to worship him. That means the Father is looking for someone to minister to him correctly, a way, the way that he desires it. Well, I got Jesus. That's all I need. Well, you're absolutely right. Jesus is right there. And if you think that, Jesus is crying and grieved. I'm losing some folks. But I'm going to say the truth. Come on. Because I worship him in spirit and truth. Come on, in just a second. Verse 24, it says, thank you very much, Kim. God is spirit, and those who worship him sometimes will worship in spirit and truth. No. Wait a second. Uh, occasionally will worship in spirit and no, truth. No. We'll, we'll, we'll do it when they feel like it. No. No, it says, it says right here, I'm going to read the whole verse. God is spirit, and those who worship him must worship in spirit and in truth. So what is spirit? I want you to understand this. Philippians 3.3 3. Praise God. It's 2022. We have electricity and fans. Yes, thank God. <laughs> I'll tell you what, if I, was, if I was a teacher back in the 1800s, man, with all of those extra neck bands on and undershirts and heavy-duty underclothes, I probably would be about 125 pounds. <laughs> and what does it say here in Philippians 3.3? 3, For we... Are the circumcision? Are we are the circumcision? Not talking about the downstairs. We're talking about the heart. We're talking Come about on. the flesh. We're talking about the mind. The circumcised. We've been circumcised. What it needs to be removed has been removed by Christ Jesus yes. right on. here on this yes. Come on. We are the circumcision 
who worship God in the Spirit rejoice in Christ Jesus and have no confidence in the... Everybody say it with me. Have no confidence in the flesh. flesh. Guys, we cannot worship in the flesh. I've been there. I've done that. I understand that. The bells and the whistles, the lights flashing, the smoke machines. Man, that bass line is going boom, 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 boom. He's slapping that bass. I love it. I can feel my hair on my arm lifting up. I'm worshiping in the flesh. I'm not worshiping in the spirit. Anybody been guilty of that? Guys, we need to get the flesh out of the way in order to worship Him in spirit. Come on. We have to get the flesh out of the way. Come on. I mean, how many of you, and I've been there and done that, so I'm telling myself, how many of you have been embarrassed to come up to the front to get prayed for? How many of you have been embarrassed to let other people see you raise your hands? How many of you have been embarrassed to get down on your knees and much less get down on your face? How many of us have been embarrassed? Be honest with yourselves right now. I'm raising my hand because I have been there. I've been embarrassed. What are they going to think about me? Well, they ain't going to be there with me with Jesus. Come on. Right? Because I'm going to tell you, there ain't going to be no chairs in the throne room. That's it. Come on. And everybody talks about, well, I'm going to get me a mansion. I'm going to walk in the streets of gold. You tell me how that looks because I'm staying right here. Yes. I'm going to stay in his presence. Come on. Right, because I'm going to give a new body. I ain't going to need to sleep. I ain't going to need to eat. I ain't going to need to drink. I'm going to have everything I need right there before the throne. Yes. And I'm just going to pray, Lord, let me touch your big toe. And I'm going to yes. sit there. And I'm going to worship him forever and ever yes. in spirit. Come on. In spirit. There ain't going to be no flesh involved in that Come anymore. On. It says before, it says that we become carnal and we become spiritual, right? I'm paraphrasing this, but I want you to understand this. Before we were carnally minded, we thought about the, I'm still, oh, this praise and worship lasted 15 minutes. I can barely stand up that long. Right? And I'm not, I'm not saying everybody can do that, okay? I'm not condemning anybody that has health issues. I'm not saying that. But if you're healthy and you can stand at a ball game for half an hour, screaming and shouting, and say, make that goal, Come make on. that touchdown, make that basket. If you can do that, why can't you do it for your Lord? Yes. we got to have that kind of spirit yes. in our flesh. I want to tell you right now, we, my brother and I, we were having some dinner, uh, his family, a family from Victoria the other day, and we started talking about the hardest thing to do is fast. Why? Because the flesh wants what the flesh wants. Yes. Man, I tell you what, by noontime, my flesh is like... You're being kind of legalistic, aren't you? <laughs> God will not punish you if you just eat that chip underneath that cushion and the couch. <laughs> That's what the flesh does, right? <laughs> That's what the flesh does. Huh. But what's the problem if we just worship in spirit? If we just worship in spirit and we have no truth, we have witchcraft. Man. We have witchcraft. Teach it. Come on. I'm going to tell you a personal example. This is somebody that told me this. I trust this person. There was a Bible study with no Bibles. A Bible study with no Bibles. Okay. This was, a, I don't know where it was in Victoria. Some, a bunch of ladies got together, and they decided that they're just going to let a spirit-led spirit led time. No Bible, just spirit-led. And there was about three people 
that got up and left when they started feeling so sick in that moment. Because it wasn't spirit, Holy Spirit led. It was spirit, demonic spirit led. If we don't have some truth in there, we're going to be part of what? Witchcraft. Witchcraft. Now what do we need after we need in spirit? We need what? What's the next one? We worship in spirit and in truth. 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 What is that? Fire. Fire. That's fire, right? Yes. If I told you I was getting warm right here, you would think I was a nut, right? Right. <laughs> right? I'm, I'm getting warm up here. Because that's a picture of a fire, but there's no truth in it. There's no heat in that fire. I can watch it all day long, and I can say, yes, that is a fire, but it ain't doing what it's supposed to do to heat me up. If we're just in spirit, and we ain't got no truth, it may look like the fire's there, but it ain't there. It takes a spark. Come on. And I'm going to tell you, a lot of people don't like me unless they go in places. Why? Because we bring the spark. We set to fire some of this false teaching that goes on out there. We come in the room the next day. Hey, they blocked us. <laughs> We're spirit-led. Yeah, you're spirit-led. That's a small S over there, buddy, because of this, 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 and this. I don't call them out in public, but I will tell them face-to-face, -face, these are the things that you're believing. you got a fire with no heat. You say there's another in the fire, and all it is is a picture of the fire. You're over here. When I get around to it, Jesus, I'll come into that fire with you. Until that time, I'm going to stand over here and do what I want to do. You need fire. Come on. You need heat Come on. to have truth. Yes. yes. So let's go back to these scriptures. Isaiah 65, 16. It says, So the, that he who blesses himself in earth shall bless himself in the God of truth. And he who swears in the earth shall swear by the God of truth. Because the former troubles are forgotten and because they are hidden from my eyes. Now you see that word swear there. And then we know that Jesus spoke about taking oath, right? Yes. Okay, the word translates to declare. So he who declares in the earth shall declare by the God of truth. That means everything that comes out of your mouth better be better be of God. Is it? Is everything that's coming out of our mouths of God? I can put myself on blast. Everybody online, I'm telling you right now, not everything comes out of my mouth is from God. I'm a man. Right. But I am not giving myself an excuse. Come on. Every single day, I strive to get better. Every single day, I strive to be more like Jesus. Every single day, I circumcise more flesh. Every Come single on. day, I go to the woodshed with my father and say, take it all. That has to do, in order for me to declare in the earth, I need to declare by him. Jesus is truth. In John 14, verse 6. Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. 
No one comes to the Father except through me. We've gone through this scripture. We preached the whole message on it. His way, his truth, and his life. Not my way when I feel like it. Not my truth occasionally. Not my life, his. I have to what? Deny myself. Go ahead and you can say the rest of it with me. I have to deny myself. Pick, pick up my cross. And follow him. I'm gonna, okay, let me give you the, just the cue cards here. When I ask this question, I want everybody to say, deny myself, pick up my cross, and follow him. Every single person. I don't want anybody leaving here misunderstanding what I'm teaching today. Because if you misunderstood and you go out there and you're unchanged, I failed at my assignment. Come on. So I'm going to say it again. I'm going to give you the cue cards. Deny myself, pick up my cross, and follow him. So what do we have to do when we follow Jesus? Deny myself, pick up my cross, and follow him. Because he is the way, the truth, and the life. The truth is in Jesus, Amen. not in Ben, not in you, but in Him. Come on. And the Holy Spirit is truth. John 14, verse 17. The Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive. You ever had a conversation with somebody of the world, and they're just like, look at you like you've got a second head growing out of your neck? <laughs> yes. yes. I had a discussion with this guy yesterday. I didn't waste too much time because it was a waste of time. He was talking about how there's no, there's no, there, the reason that nobody comes against you that's in witchcraft is because there's not as many witches out there as you think. <laughs> and he started to tell me all of these books that he read to prove that. I, he said that, that there's error in all of these teachings. I said, sir, the error is in you. The error is in what you're doing. Because the spirit of truth, he was there before these guys, these Buddhist guys you're talking about. He was there before Come those Taoists even existed. He was there before the Hindu started worshiping 10,000 gods. He was there before the Muslims had Allah go into a cave. I mean, not, what's his name? Mohammed go into a cave and say he was a prophet. Our God was there. He is the great I am from yes. the beginning to the end. Come on. So go argue with that. Because I'm in the spirit of truth. And you ain't going to bring me down. You're not going to get me set on fire against the way of word of God it says to get on fire. You're not going to get me upset, sir. Go about your business. Because I walk with the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive. Because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him. For he dwells with you. And will be in you. John 15, 26. But when the helper comes, this is the paracletos that Jesus promises. He says that he will, if you obey his commandments, he will ask the Father to send another Savior. But when the helper comes, that is the Savior, that is the healer, that is the helper, that is the counselor. When he comes, whom I shall send to you from the Father, the Spirit of truth. Who proceeds from the top to, from the Father, he will testify for me as Jesus. John 16, verse 13. However, when he, the Spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all trouble truth. For he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak. And he will tell you things to come. So we see God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. All of them 
are the only truth. That's the only truth we need. Is that right there. And they must be allowed in spirit and in truth to lead our worship, to guide our worship. I've done it too many times where God told me to get on my face and I said, mm, I don't feel like getting down on the floor. Done it too many times. Where he told me, you, you need to go get into prayer. Well, I'm busy. I, I, got, I got to take care of this. I got to take care of that. I, I got to do all of these things. When he speaks with in spirit and in truth, we do as he tells us to do. That is proper worship. Amen. A butter knife can't sharpen a sword. <laughs> I'm going to step on some toes. And I'm going to wear steel-toed. <laughs> I'm going to wear those boots that that, that cat in uh, Young Frankenstein wore. And I'm going to stomp around on some religious and false teaching today. Come on. Proverbs 27, 17, a verse that we've all heard. Now, I'm going to be speaking mainly to the men right here. Ladies, this applies to you. But I want you to understand that when it says a man here... That is not the potentiality of it being a woman. It only speaks of the male only. The male only sharpens the countenance of his male only friend. Okay? But I want to speak to the men about this, and there's a purpose behind me speaking to the men about this. Your house worships the way you worship. Oh, man, come on. How do, how do you get that from that? Because your children, they're sharpened by you. Your wife, she's sharpened by you. And if you're sitting there and like, hey, y'all go ahead and say the prayer at dinner. Uh, they're at they're 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 five and and, and and goal right now. Just give me two seconds. Go ahead and pray. I'll be with you there in spirit. It says in 1 Corinthians 5, verse 3, that there's no distance in the spirit realm. So I'm gonna watch the game while you guys do the worship. Speaking to anybody? <laughs> Men, you're the head of your family. Come on. You're to teach your wives and your children how to worship. How to worship. Well, my, my wife's more spiritually mature than... I did not say that you're more spiritually mature than your spouse. I said you're to teach your house how to worship. What is this? This is all iron. Every single picture here is iron. And I'm going to ask you a question. How many of these things do you think will sharpen another piece of iron? I want you to look over here. You know what this is? Iron pyrite. You know what that is, right? That's fool's gold. Some of you... Nobody here. I'm going to talk to the guys online. Some of you... <laughs> Some of you are hanging out with fool's gold and expected to get sharpened, and all you are becoming is a fool. Whoa! Man! You notice I didn't look like anybody over here. <laughs> it speaks to you, take it home. Come on! Some of us are getting sharpened on fool's iron. Some of us are playing around with monopoly pieces. Some of us are over here looking and like, man, this is pretty cool. And some of us over here are saying, what's for lunch? It's all iron, every bit of it. Wow. Now you look at this and you think, well, that's more like it. How do you know? 
How do you know? Because a proper sword in the very center of the proper of a sword, it's folded so many times. The inside, the middle is the softer metal, right? Kind of like us, the flesh, right? And then it gets a little firmer as it goes out. The hardest steel is on the surface. Praise God for the armor of God. Amen. Right? Amen. But how are you going to know without examination before imitation? Wow. Unless you're examining the iron, Come on. you will not know the metal of the metal. The metal. The metal is what a man can put up with in times of stress. It is your character. That is what that metal is, if you're unaware of that word. That is when someone gets to know you. At first they thought you were a great guy, and then they get to know you and say, Man, he ain't nothing like I thought. This is what we need to do before we lay our iron against somebody else's iron. Oh, man. And I know, I know, so I know there's some taglines. This scripture, this right here, all that is is iron ore right there. And ain't going to do nothing, right? So many of us are going to places, their tagline is, Iron sharpens iron, come and worship with us. And there's no worship. There's All there is is trash talk. Every, every week it's the same testimony over and over again. Nobody's changed. Everybody's coming. It's a social club at best. And we're saying, Iron sharpens iron. Know what you're doing is you're taking someone else's iron and you're doling it as much as your own. Ooh, That's happening. Jeez. But I'm going to come back. We're going to stop looking out there. We're going to start looking inside. Where is your iron for your family, man? Where is the iron for your family? Are you spending enough time in here? Are you too embarrassed to get on your face? Are you, are you, are you spending any time in the secret place, men? I'm going to tell you, we're very blessed. You go to most churches, and there's not even this many men in the church. That's right. It's women. And then on the other end, there's all these women that are out worshiping at home right now that think that it's okay to just worship as one at home. And I'm not saying anything wrong with watching a video or a pastor or something online. What I'm saying is when you allow your lady folks to be out there worshiping by themselves, there's no accountability to leadership. There's no accountability to lay leadership. Mm. I know about 15 women, and they all seem to be part of the same organization. All of them worship at home because they're just too tired. They're this, they're that. They don't want to do this. They don't want to do that. No, I've talked to you. You've got false doctrine, and you stay away from leadership because you don't want anybody to correct you. Men, we need to correct our women. And I'm going to tell you what that takes. Biblically. Biblically. I want to make sure everybody understands. It's biblically. But what do we need to do in order to do that? We've got to get ourselves right first. Amen. Amen. If you can't get yourself right, you are not the spiritual leader in your home. And you wonder why your wife keeps nagging you to start praying. Why your wife keeps nagging you to study the Word of God more. Well, I'll do it when I want to do it. You're creating a chasm in your home. Thinking that you're sharpening iron and you're not. Man, that's good. 
You're not. What you're doing is you're grieving the Holy Spirit in your own home. You wonder why things aren't happening with your finances. You wonder why things aren't happening with your marriage. You wonder why things are going amiss out there in the world with your job. Because you're not doing what the Word of God says to bring that into your home. This is proper worship. I pray that I'm convicting someone today. With your voice, let's turn to Romans 10. Romans 10. Verse 14 through 18. For a long time, John was my favorite book in the Bible. I think it has quickly become Romans. But as you probably have figured out now, I prefer correction over a pat on the back. Romans 10, 14 through 18. <clears throat> now, or rather, how then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? That kind of goes into what we were just talking about, doesn't it? If you're not worshiping all day, every day, how can you say that you truly believe in the one that owns it all, that can do it all? And how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? I, I want to stop there for one second and just make sure you understand. He ain't talking about me. Okay? Yes, I'm a pastor. Yes, I'm preaching in this moment. He's talking about any one of us. If we look at the Greek word, it means a herald. When you herald something, what are you doing with your mouth? Your voice is coming out of it. So let's go back to the scripture. And how shall they hear without a preacher? I want my family to change. I want my friends to change. I want those crazy women at work to change. Are you preaching to them? Are you speaking to them the word of God? When they start doing something, are you saying, you stopping in your tracks and letting the spirit and truth come over you and say, Father God, right now I rebuke this conversation in Jesus' name. Well, they'll think I'm crazy. Let them. Because there's one of them that's looking for what you've got. Verse 15. And how shall they preach unless they are sent? I'm telling you right now, I'm proclaiming over each and every one of you. I'm sending you now. I'm sending you to your homes. I'm sending you to HEB. I'm sending you to CVS. I'm sending you to the schools. I'm sending you to your work. I'm sending you to that family reunion you don't want to go to. I'm sending you to preach the Word of God. How beautiful are the feet of those who preach the gospel of peace, who bring glad tidings of good things. But they have not all obeyed the gospel. For Isaiah says, Lord, who has believed our report? So then faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. But I say, have they not heard? Yes, indeed. Their sound has gone out. 
to all the earth and their words to the ends of the world. What did Jesus tell us to do? Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to all parts of the world. Now verse 17, how does this all tie in? I want you to understand something. When I was reading this the other day, the Holy Spirit literally, I just felt it. When I think of the Word of God, I think of Logos. I think of this, right? I think this is this is the Logos, right? And I'm like, I wonder what word. I knew, I knew it wasn't Logos. I just felt it in my spirit. I felt this welling. And so I'm like, i got to find out. It's Rima. Rima is the spoken Word of God. Why is it so important for us to spend time in here? Why is it so important for us to spend time on our face? Why is it so important to worship in spirit and in truth? Because the entire creation is groaning right now for your manifestation, for you to speak the word of God. Well, I, I can't memorize. I'm not talking about memorizing scripture. I'm talking about speaking into someone's life the good news. Well, let me tell you about my Jesus. Let me tell you how much he loves you. I told you this, uh, these guys, everybody on Wednesday night, we started talking about something. I'm not going to go into too many details because of potentially people watching along those lines. There was a, a conflict at a place that Leslie and I were in, and I stood in between two people that, if I had not have been there, might have shot each other. But I stood in between them. And I turned to the one. And I, he was very upset when I approached him. And I had to say, Sir, I'm here for you. I'm on your side. What I was expressing to him is the Jesus in me to him. Yes. I didn't have to say anything else. His countenance changed. Mm -hmm. In that moment, my iron sharpened his iron. In that moment, peace fell upon the house. In that moment, lives changed. In that moment, people that were wearing red bandanas there, in that moment, by the way, if you can understand what I'm saying, in that moment, those red bandanas came and the blood of Jesus fell on them. Yes! In that moment. Yes! It wasn't just a day or two later that somebody that has never apologized in their entire lives got in touch with us and said, I'm sorry for the way that I acted. Why? Because I worship in spirit and in truth. Because I minister to my Father on my face. And I'm not again, I'm not honoring myself. It has nothing to do with me. But I'm, what did I say in the very beginning? If you truly want to honor me, if you truly want to do something that will, you want to give me a gift, don't buy me anything. Go out there and be Jesus. Let somebody see Jesus in you. Let somebody see you worshiping. Now, my brother last week shared. It was Hannah when uh, Eli was there. You know, you know why Eli thought she was drunk? Because at that time, they were used to worshiping out loud. They were used to it. Every, every, of all the patriarchs, every one of them, when they put up a tent, what did they put outside? An altar. In public, they worshiped and praised their father. Does anybody see you worship? Does anybody see you pray? Well, that's a private thing. 
Maybe you should get that out of your flesh and start worshiping in public and let lies see what's happening in your life so they want it too. So when Hannah was sitting there, she was whispering. She was, he was not used to seeing that. He thought she was drunk. And I'm going to tell you, we got to stop whispering. And that what, what happened with her was a blessing. I'm not saying don't go into your secret place. I'm not saying don't pray. We pray without ceasing and we do it thankfully, right? I'm not telling you about those things. What I'm talking about is ministering to God out there in the world. Because the world does not see it. But you can change that by worshiping and praising Him the way you should. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Great word, my love. That was awesome. So the Lord spoke to me, and I have major confirmation. Um, Hebrews, I'm gonna, I know we started with that, but let's just go back to it one more time. Hebrews 12, we're going to start in 26 and go through 29. Because the Lord, I'm going to be obedient to my Father. Amen. 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 Give me an amen when we're there. Hebrews 12. Hebrews 12, verse 26. 26. And we're going to go through 29. Amen. amen. All right. And that time his voice shook the earth. But now he has promised, yet once more, I will shake not only the earth, but also the heavens. This phrase, yet once more, indicates the removal of things that are shaken, that is. Things that have been made in order that things that cannot be shaken may remain. Verse 28. Therefore, let us be grateful for receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken. And thus, let us offer to God acceptable worship with reverence and awe. For our God is a consuming fire. Amen. So as Ben was preaching, for those of you that have that know and have followed it, us here at Lampstand Hallettsville, here in Lampstand Victoria and Lampstand Ministries, the Holy Spirit spoke to me. It was at the end of July. And he told me two things. And he said, get ready, get prepared. And then he told me, there's going to be a shaking that occurs. And I'm like, there's a shaking. And he says, it's not going to be the enemy. It's going to be me. Come on. And as Ben read these scriptures, boy, confirmation fell upon me. The consuming fire that's inside of me consumed me. And I began to shake sitting in my chair. Because there's things that are shaking inside of me that God is getting my attention. And I'm here to tell you, as the Lord spoke, there's so many who are compromising. Say compromise. Compromise. Compromise is where you are half hood and half holy. Come on. There's no such thing as half hood and half holy. No, there's not. There's only all in for God. You're only all in for God. Come on. And our worship 
the way we talk, the way we walk, the way we dress, the way we minister, what we do is everything to God. El Roy is the God who sees, and he sees everything each and every one of us are doing. Music. They gave different names that we all knew who they were. We all could know. And praise God, my language has changed. My parenting has changed. My grandparenting has changed. My music has changed. You guys in the last few weeks that have been here for years have noticed there's change happening here at, at our services. Why? Because in the first century, there were no lights, smoke machines, people just singing on. No, we're going to worship in truth and in spirit. Come on. Because we were created to worship him with everything in us. Yes. Compromise. Compromise. The Lord kept telling me compromise. If anybody knows, the Lord speaks to me in threes. He said, compromise, compromise, compromise. Music, the world. He said, I am shaking things right now. I'm telling you right now, if you're feeling convicted, you're feeling moved, you want to go deeper and deep upon deep, stop compromising. Come on. I say this in love with everything in me. I have been disobedient. And I ask for forgiveness. The Lord told me many days ago to go live with a message, and I didn't do it. And I'm going to do it. And the Lord spoke to me again this morning. And Ben mentioned that we're going to be having a burning at our house on October 29th. And I went to go throw away something this morning. And I said no, and I walked in the living room, and I said no, because I'm no different than anybody else. And I want people to know that my heart, I want to be right. And it may mean nothing to nobody, but I know what the devil is. I know what witchcraft is. And I know doing deliverances Tuesday through Friday, what the enemy tries to come in and deceive us with. Music, movies, dream catchers, angel worship, all kinds of witchcraft. And the thing that he spoke to me about, and I'm going to say it right now because God told me to, it was makeup. I had makeup that was so demonic and what the names of my palette were. He said, get it out of your house. And I didn't listen when I received it as a gift. I loved the colors. Man, I was like, man, my green eyes, this purple's going to pop. Man, this is going to look awesome. And I'm going to love this palette. But the names of the palette were disgusting. And it makes my God grieve. And I refuse. It may be, may mean me nothing to you. May mean, oh, you're legalistic. You're going overboard, Pastor. No, I'm not. Because I'm going to listen to God and what he tells me to do. Amen. Amen. And I'm telling you right here and right now. There's some things that we need to stop compromising with. There are some things that we need to stop doing. There are some things that I see that, man, I'm just like, they don't even know that a dream catcher is witchcraft. They don't even know when people are saying, oh, uh, he's gained, he's gained his wings. There is no wings when somebody dies. We need to stop angel worship. We need to stop and recognize these things. We need to come because, listen, if he can fool you now, he can get you all the... Here they're compromised. It says no one knows the time or the hour. Yes, come on. No one knows the time or the hour. And as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. Yes. 
Well, that means that my house, we don't watch movies, and we are a-okay with it, right, love? We're perfect, and we don't miss a beat, do we? We're a-okay. When Graceland walks in, Gunner walks in, any of the kids walk in, they know there's not going to be demonic stuff going on. Did this happen overnight? No, but each night God continues to wake me up and tell me things. I tell you this with a heart full of love. If you're feeling the shaking underneath your feet, know that it is the Lord. It is not the enemy. It is the Lord shaking you. He is preparing you for a place that he has created us for. And that's the place in heaven. We've got a destination to go somebody. And we want to go there all the way. Amen. We don't want him to say depart from me. I know you not. You workers of iniquity. You workers who are compromised. People who are sitting here half in and half out. Riding the fence. Straddling the fence. Come on. Absolutely not. If I do a funeral like I tell everybody. There's going to be salvation there. Come on. There's going to be healing there. There's going to be deliverance breakout. Listen, it's not about me. It's about him. And as the Lord said in Hebrews 12, 27, through 29, let the fire, the consuming fire, consume you. Some of us here have a weak, dull fire, and I encourage you to add another log into it. Get that fire flaming. Get that fire roaring hot. Let the Lord consume you. Women, if your men are full on and you are not there, watch him. Pray with him. There's a reminder in our calendar every single day for Ben and I to pray together, to read the word of God together. Will you have it on a calendar? Yes, I do. Because I want, every, I want me and my husband to know when that alarm goes off, I want us to pray together. I want us to read the word together. I want us to do things together because a marriage is so important. And if you are not where your other spouse is, in this room, and I know we've got some people online and maybe here in this room where you're not where your spouse is spiritually. I'm going to tell you this. There's hope. Don't you give up. Let your actions, let your actions bring them closer to Jesus. Come on. I'm a living, breathing, walking testimony that I share and I will share it with you again. I prayed for Ben for many years, and I pray that the Lord would change him. I pray that the Lord would bring him on. I pray that the Lord would change him and gracefully break him. And God touched him, and he healed our marriage. Yes. And he brought us in one accord. Was that easy? Was it over? Was it? No, but God can do it overnight. And I just want to tell you today, if you are here and your spouse is somewhere else, don't give up. Let them see your actions. Let them know you're praying. Let them know that you're fasting. Let them know that you're doing, and you will, according to the Word of God. Amen. Because that's what's going to get things stirring in your home. Praise God. Amen. Amen. And I just ask you now, in the name of Jesus, for that shaking, be planted and stand firm on His Word. Because He is the one moving amongst us all. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name.